two years after they said they didn't. This is in the Toronto Star. Toronto police admit they use the Stingray Ray cell, uh, cell phone snooping device. And they not only used it uh, once, but they used it in five separate investigations, though they said they didn't. Doesn't really inspire a lot of trust in the police now, does it? it it's just, uh, it's unbelievable to me that an org- a law enforcement organization would out and out lie about a technique that they're using. They publicly said they weren't using the Stingray. And of course, they did that because it is such a surveillance tool. It's so invasive of the general public. We'll talk about that in a moment, what it does. Mm -hmm. But they outright said they didn't do it, and they've been doing it for years. Okay, so now what does the Stingray do? So the Stingray impersonates a cell phone tower. And what that allows it to do is the way your cell phones work is they ping off of cell phone towers and they get the information, etc. So these Stingrays, they pretend to be a cell phone tower. So anyone in the vicinity, all of us with our cell phones, and there's like millions of us, all of our actions, our location data, the communications on our cell phones, etc., would be accessible to the police, everybody. Okay, so why is this a big deal, Anne? Because I know there's people thinking, well, look, if you're not doing anything illegal, what do you have to worry about? Oh, you know, that drives me crazy. That whole thing is if you've got nothing to hide, what's wrong, you know, it's, it's so ridiculous. That could be the motto of the Third Reich, the Stasi police, that if you've got nothing to hide, the state should know everything about you because we don't value our freedom, we don't value our privacy. That's nonsense. Privacy, freedom, means that you go about your business. And unless you've broken the law, in which case, yes, the police have every right to come and arrest you, but they need a warrant, unless you've done something like that. You're a law-abiding citizen, minding your business. We live in a free society, last time I looked. So it's nonsense to suggest that all of your information should be accessible to the police at all times. It's This no. technology is a wide net. It, ca- it collects information from, for ever, from everyone within re- reach. And we're not really sure what happens to that data because specifically they're, they're calling it third-party data, all our data. That is what they call information they collect oh. from innocent people. And, and you know, um, if the police took our phones from our hands and searched them, people would go nuts because they this would be a clear violation of our privacy. And yeah. that is illegal yet exactly. they've done this five times and and yet and like you said what happens to so they're looking for the bad guy in an area and they're collecting cell phone information on thousands of innocent law-abiding citizens so as you said what happens to that information theoretically once they know that that information is not what they're looking for they should destroy that information do you think they destroy the information they don't they retain it. Why? I don't know why. I truly do not know why they retain the information on people who are not the targets of their investigation. Well, and even if they say they destroy the data, I mean, they lied about even using the technology in the first place. Yes. And the lie wasn't corrected until they got caught by, I believe, the star in a Freedom of Information yes. uh, you Thank know, yes. request. Yes. So um, and, the and track record on the subject, it's hard to believe them. But this is the police. We're supposed to trust and believe our law enforcement. This is what is so troubling about this. It, it, it erodes trust on the part of our law enforcement, who we should hold in the highest regard. And the darn thing is, if the police want to do this 
and they've got probable cause to believe that someone is in a certain area and they're, they're breaking the law, they can go to the judge, they can get a warrant if they have probable cause. Why aren't they doing that? Because the, the judge probably wouldn't give, a, give them a warrant to survey mm-hmm. the cell phone communications of hundreds, thousands of people. No, and that's the easy way around it, right? Because this technology is just an easy uh, way to to access a lot of information very quickly. But the reality is, what judge would sign off on that? Because your warrant doesn't mention me. I'm not under the investigation. You didn't right. even know I'd be here. So basically, uh, you know, that warrant wouldn't hold up. I agree. And, and I'm just so delighted you're doing this conversation with me today because we have to raise the concerns associated with this. How do we do that then, Anne? Because we we talk about this. It, it's now we're two for two as far as Monday and Friday. So, uh, we how do we do that? Talking. That's what we do. We keep talking about it, raising awareness on the part of the public that this is not about being against the police. No, of course not. We just want the police to work like the rest of us in a lawful manner. And that means in cases like this, you get a warrant, you don't pretend to be using a technology and then say you're not using it. It's it's just unfathomable to me that it took two years for this to come out and it was only after a freedom of information request made on the part of the Toronto Star. So hats off to them. Yeah, and basically the defense from the police is, but we want the information and this device gets it for us. Sorry, that's not good enough, Anne. It's not. And if you think it's good enough police, then you take that, that's called probable cause, you take that to a judge and you get a warrant. That's why we have the court system, because they will assess if you have sufficient probable cause to get a warrant to go after this. And that's that's our whole process. That's the way it's supposed to be done. Couldn't this, you know, if you don't get a warrant, I mean, and you use a Stingray device, couldn't you actually, um, you know, risk your 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 evidence being thrown out in a court of law? Oh, certainly, theoretically, that should be the case. It's just there's been a you know a longstanding lack of transparency. Um, associated with the police in terms of their use of various devices. Yeah, and right now this doesn't help them out because they are right now going through that, uh, you know, transformation era, and they're trying to convince us that, you know, uh, this is a big moment of change. It's pivotal. So if they want to change, they better better be uh, honest about what they're doing. Totally agree. Totally agree. But you have to remain vigilant, and that's what we're doing. Well, and I always appreciate you on the program. Thank you so much for joining me again, and have yourself a fantastic afternoon. Many thanks. Always a pleasure. Cheers. That's Anne Kavukian, a friend of the show, and she's also a distinguished expert in residence at the Privacy by Design Center at the Excellence at Ryerson University.